Bubs, we are back at it again. We are the Color Nobo Wrestling Podcast. I am Kenny Oak, joined with, as always, by the number one Bubs in the world. That's true. Chris Harris. And Bubs, we are a week, almost a full week, removed from the Royal Rumble, the second biggest pay-per-view of the entire year in the WWE. And we've got quite a bit to get into. We do. About that. Hi, Bubs. Hi. How are you and where are you in DC now? <laughs> I am I'm close enough. I'm in I am in Baltimore at the moment. I am hotel living, so oh. I am I am out of the office as they say, but I am here with you. I hear you. Doing my thing and I'm You're always to, with me in my heart. Ready to in get my into loins. episode eighty four of the Collar and Elbow Wrestling Podcast because we just keep on growing my numbers. Heart. Okay. In my head. Okay. In my mouth. All right. Well, <laughs> welcome back to the show. What are you? Yes. What are you drinking, Bums? Uh, tonight is a combination of well, depending on what. I don't know if what the bartender downstairs gave me was real Crown because it tasted off. Well, he probably didn't give you anything because he, uh, you pissed him off. I did make him mad. I don't want to bring up that, but I think he gave me some bottom shelf shit. But right now, I've made myself a nice if vanilla specific, crown. specifically asked for a crown, he should have, or at least told you he doesn't have ah, Well, crown. I didn't watch him pour it, so, I mean, I was focusing on I other was things. A, true. When I was in Rhode Island, we asked for any other whiskey that wasn't Maker's Mark, and was told, no, this is Maker's Mark country. <laughs> you're getting, Literally the entire you're getting shelf Maker's. You're you getting like. Maker's no matter what. No, oh, you're going to drink it in. Everywhere it was good. I, I do like smart. That's fine. That's not bad. But yeah, I I, um, I see you have a, you have a stogie over there. What else are you working with? Yes, um, I'm working with some apple brandy. Okay. And I I'm not sponsored by this company yet, yes. but uh, I'm enjoying a nice malt beverage to go along <laughs> with it. If we could only get these companies to listen in to these episodes, they would realize. The potential of of the branding opportunity that we present to them, Quattro Crates, and how these wrestling fans like us are just drunks who like to <laughs> get drunk and go attack people on Twitter. I'm at least fans are. Yeah, you're right. So, um, but nonetheless, Bubs, I'm here, and it's it's episode eighty four. <laughs> I'm ready to talk with right, you. Can so. you believe it? Yeah, I can. We're I close. Can. I don't know. I can't because I, it's, it's painful. I have to bear with you 84 times. Although the first like 20, we were we had a horrible go. The first few episodes we really had a lot of kinks to work out in the beginning. There were so many things we tried. We were initially a YouTube upload thing, and I was transitioning files between file transition software and just and we were on like one platform and that didn't work well and the numbers were god awful the numbers are the same (laughs) they were worse Libsyn Libsyn also gave us some shitty shit we just suck that's the the important thing is we continue to grow our social media which I care about a lot because it gets us to talk about 
a lot of shit and a lot of folks that want to meet up meet up with us in Tampa coming oh, up. Tampa's going to be so much fun, Bob. 64 days. Tampa's going to be lit. We are there for What's two, happening there? two nights. Uh, we'll take over I'm in WrestleMania. In. I'm flying in Saturday morning-ish. Yep, and then we have a full mm, day of shit. Down. I am driving. Yes. And then Saturday, Sunday is going to be an epic day. Sunday will be long. And and it will be Monday's gonna suck it will suck for both of us I have to drive you get to sleep on a plane I have to fly and then go to work the next day so it doesn't matter it's gonna be worth it cause not often do you get to go to major events like this and I haven't been in four years at least to and make... I have yet to go right so this will in fact be I've never been to a WWE pay-per-view event so Good. that'll be new I've this... been to live shows I've been to Raw's Never to the, to the to a big show. Well, sorry. <laughs> yes, that was Paul White. What a son who's also here in the room with <laughs> the me. goats. Yes, the goats. <laughs> All right, what's up tonight? Bob's tonight. We're gonna run down some of the results tonight. of the rumble. The rumble just passed. We are close. Okay, close to a, a week removed from it. And we're going to continue to talk about WrestleMania because, I mean, that's really going to be the lead-up in every show as we get to start constructing the card a little bit and talk a little bit about what we want to see from the Elimination Chamber because the Chamber match itself should, in all likelihood, set up the Universal Championship match for Bray Wyatt's title. We'll talk a little bit of AEW. We'll do some plugs here and there. We're going to drink some liquor. and Already there. Right. We'll just make it... Throughout, there. throughout the show kind of thing. So if you're up for that, right. uh, it's going to be a good a good night. Yeah. Uh, well, my wife just let the dogs out outside okay. where I'm at. So. There's dogs. Okay. Right. Yeah. Anyway, but first, Bubs, why don't we talk about our favorite sponsor oh, in the good. whole world? Because support for the Collar and Elbow Wrestling Podcast comes from Manscaped, who is the number one brand in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Bubs, so many times we we try to try to get clean down in there. We try to trim we do. down in other regions, and we we find less than ideal ways to do that. Whether it is with a an electric trimmer like a dog, like they use for dogs. Fair. Or we just try to take uh, scissors. Been there. Scissor. Oh, yeah. Haven't we all? Well, Buzz, we don't have to do that anymore. Oh. Because now, used to, we talked about the Lawnmower 2.0. Well, now there's the Lawnmower 3.0. And its proprietary skin safe technology makes sure that you don't nick or snag your nuts. That's really all we can ask for, right? We don't ask for a lot from trimming technology. Just protect me and give me what I want. So what we can do as a podcast, as a brand, in conjunction with Manscaped, we can give you 20% off and free shipping with our code, our promo code, ELBOW, E-L-B-O-W at Manscaped.com. So get 20% off and free shipping. Go to Manscaped.com, plug in the code at checkout, E-L-B-O-W, ELBOW, and you're going to get 20% off, free shipping, only using our code. What do you say, Bubs? Bubs, I love it. I'm going to go online and start shopping right now valentine's day is around the corner you know might as well get yourself a little something to give her a little something i deserve it 
She deserves you it. You deserve, deserve it. it for sure. All right, Bob. So the Royal Rumble uh. took place this past Sunday, and there's quite a bit of news to come out of it. Okay. So we've got two new Royal Rumble winners. Okay. Uh, one was kind of a, I I yeah of course of course she won. And the other was wow I can't believe like. Of, I'm glad he won. And you nailed it. You I, I the nail fucking on the proverbial perfect. head. You absolutely crushed it. It's Drew rare. McIntyre. This is the first time we've ever gotten it. <laughs> Seriously. Like right on the fucking head, Bubs. Yes. And um, our, our predictions for the Women's Rumble were a bit off. And the match itself kind of didn't give us quite what we were looking for as far as entertainment value. But... It was solid. It was a solid. Was not bad at all. But it wasn't on par with the previous two. Yes, that's fair. This was of the three that have now happened. This one definitely is going to bring up the rear third place so far. A little bronze medal. And I we we talked about how in in both matches how it was riddled with dark horse potential. It was yes. we, we had no idea who was really going in. We had some favorites that were kind of obvious, but I mean, when we talk about how I love to bring up the final fours and all these rumbles, we there's no way you and I would have even predicted at all who would have been no. the final fours in these matches. Absolutely so, not. We would have been dead wrong. Way off. There's no Dolph Ziggler. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dolph's, Dolph's usually safe, right? And especially in your <laughs> in your opinion, so. <laughs> Um, I, overall, I did, Bubs. I didn't hate the Rumble though, as a pay per view. No, I didn't didn't hate it at all. The two Rumble matches were one was just a solid, average Rumble. The other had a lot more excitement, a lot more intrigue mm-hmm. to it, and a, definitely a surprise winner, and one that we all we are we all were wanting but didn't expect. Yeah. While the while the women's match, it was what we all expected. But didn't necessarily want. Right. Like when Shayna, when Shayna Baszler comes out at the end and starts laying waste, we're like, okay, this is what we want. But of course, I mean, yeah, it's they didn't make the wrong choice. There was really no right or wrong choice mm-hmm. in the women's match this year. But it definitely wasn't the most exciting choice. It wasn't, and in regards to Bailey as the SmackDown Women's Champion, the the feuds that she's been in really haven't drawn a whole lot of attention. Um, she's done a good job in helping Lacey Evans really get up to that level now. Lacey's definitely in that category of top women in Raw and SmackDown categories. But, At least the top face. Yeah, and if if they had gone with somebody like a Shayna, it would have been maybe I don't want to call it. You know, too obvious. I think it definitely would have been the right choice. I'm not getting off that stance, but I guess the idea was to ensure that they have a lot of flexibility because you can plug Shayna in anywhere. And I've already told you my thoughts on what Charlotte Flair is going to do with her win and her ability to pick. So it gives you a lot of creative. It doesn't because it does. It does. No. So if heel so we have in the women's division a face champion and a heel champion okay pretty cut and dry yep so if a face wins we know who the face is going after 
If a heel wins, we know who the heel's going to go after. There's not a lot of creativity there. We all know who Charlotte's going to uh, pick, and we all know nope. because that is the biggest match that they can make for the women's division at WrestleMania. That's what's going to draw the most attention, draw the most eyeballs, and it's going to be a really good match. Okay. You're shaking your head. Like, that I, makes no sense because it makes all the sense, and that's what upsets we you. We have to go through the next few weeks and possibly all the way until the chamber until we can really get closure on this because there is not... Right now, Bailey doesn't have a feud if they're done with Lacey, and Becky doesn't have a feud because she's not going to continue on with Asuka. So Charlotte can pick one of those two if she chooses one of your routes. That still leaves Bailey open or Becky open. I don't imagine they're going to let Lacey Evans challenge for a championship at WrestleMania. I just don't think that's that's a viable choice. So Okay, uh, but I mean... It's Charlotte Flair. I know it is. We all know. I know. The story is there. It's it is. an easy one to do. It's not hard. People will be invested in it. I'm already because invested in it. They're not going to want Charlotte to win again at WrestleMania. Which is why she and... has to lose to Rhea Ripley. Oh my god. So, I think that'll you... be a great story okay, to tell. Please. This, is, this is the dumbest most illogical theory oh, I've ever I've had, heard. I've had worse. So why don't, you explain, why don't you explain this theory to the listening, to the 20 <laughs> people. Don't do that. There's more that <laughs> you underestimate them. Bubs, I, I, don't. I don't have the immediate answer for you. I don't know what next week brings, but I'm telling you that the okay, best... Explain, the best... To, explain to them the Rhea, the Rhea Ripley theory. Okay. In very short the Rhea Ripley theory is that Charlotte Flair will challenge Rhea Ripley. She'll go to NXT on one of these weeks. She will challenge her for the NXT championship because it's Charlotte Flair. And I think just saying that it's Charlotte Flair allows her to do literally anything across the board. If she wants the NXT yeah, championship... going back down to NXT. Not, it is not, in this case, where I consider it a going back down type of situation. NXT is being built as the official third brand. We're being told that. We're supposed to believe that. It's hard to believe it now, especially visually, because they don't always treat it like that. But you want a way to kind of cement that? Man, you no make NXT guys in you have the to rumble, make, really. You make the three horsewomen that they have that we care about as champions. Sorry, of, Sasha. Of all three brands? Kind of sorry, Sasha. Yeah. Um... That does a lot for the brand, and that does a lot for women's wrestling. But I think that she. I'd rather even, have Bailey go the NXT championship. I even Charlotte no. Flair will not hold the NXT championship ever again. I I kind of believe that, which allows us to say, like we said, maybe yeah. two or three shows ago, that within two or three years, Ripley's the biggest thing in wrestling, maybe at the Tessa Blanchard women wrestling level. And if that's true, you know what she has to do? She needs to build up her resume. How do you do that? You win at WrestleMania by beating Charlotte well, Flair. She's a she's a big gal. I would like for her to beat up on Heat Slater. Oh, uh, yep. Win on he's got kids. Mike Kanellis. Okay. Just have him straight up job to her. And just, <laughs> yes. Just have her be the the Tessa Blanchard of WWE. I don't hate it, but that's the theory that I'm running with right now, and I'm getting a lot of steam behind that's it. Awful. And it's working. No. Uh, I I have steam as in. Hate. I have a lot of, a lot of 
well, I shouldn't say a lot. I have very little faith that, it, that it's going to work right now, <laughs> but I'm going with it because I think it's the best thing to make WrestleMania bigger. And they can even do the, they can even do the match at NXT Tampa. I think that's still an option. It doesn't have to be a WrestleMania card, and you don't put Charlotte on the card. Charlotte's not wrestling on NXT TakeOver ever again. letting you know that it's it's a working theory right now. and It's, it's one of your it. worst. It's, it is. It is. But it's not my that's like worst. Saying, that's like me going, hey, let me tell you how Drew McIntyre will end up wrestling Dolph Ziggler Love it. for the WWE title at WrestleMania. That that's how silly that is, but eh, worst worst things can happen. So, speaking of Drew McIntyre, though, Oof. he wins the men's Royal Rumble. I almost called it Battle Royal Royal Rumble by well, not by Claymoring, but he is the one. So Brock enters first. We all knew that coming in, and of course. He completely lays waste to the first seven or eight guys that come in. Like I think Kofi is the one that like survives. Put hands on him, yeah. Yeah. So he's just laying waste to everybody. He's he's dominant. He is Kane two thousand one dominant. But they allow Drew McIntyre to just claymore him right out of the ring. And, and reports are Brock had say in the Rumble match. Yeah. So that I means he, he agreed to, you know, get dumped unceremoniously mm-hmm. by Drew McIntyre. And it was so well done. The beginning of the Rumble was – it was yes. different than any other year because Brock eliminates – the first 13 people, right? So God. it's... Um, what a monster. It was dominant, and of course the reports were that Brock was going to roll all the way through. He was going to be a Final Four, maybe a Final Two type of guy, and you know have his way as to that maybe That would have made for a great story, too. There was a lot of story, which is why we kind of got behind it and believed it a little bit. But then he has, he has history with a bunch of people in the match that came in, right? Obviously, Shelton Benjamin came in, right? And we know we know we talked about Kofi already, but Kofi. Then, then he gets introduced to Keith Lee, then he meets Braun Strowman, and then he meets I think Ricochet was next. And Ricochet was part of the elimination actually as well. He's the one that low blowed or kicked Brock. They he got, low blowed him, yeah. They, they got him staggered for Drew McIntyre. So it was so well played out and what it did was it made Drew look like a million bucks. Because yes. he did a finisher on Brock over the top rope. Claymore's so good, by the way. Like, fucking... Excuse- and Brock's, Brock is the most underrated performer of... I mean, Rightfully he might so, be though. one Rightfully of the greatest... So. One of the greatest... When he's motivated, one of the greatest of all time. Um... But the beginning of it was great. It did draw me in. I didn't... You're just gonna... It. You're gonna gloss right over what I just said. I'm I'm not gonna because we, we've talked about it. It's like every fourth episode we we agree that Brock Brock is underrated as a talent and that he's still in the WWE for a reason. He's there for this reason. Like I said on the last episode, he's still in the WWE to allow Drew McIntyre to win the Rumble so that he can put over Drew at WrestleMania, and that's exactly what's going to happen because it's exactly and what you should happen. Nailed it. You crushed that prediction. Finally, it's. 
It's about and time I'm so happy we get an did. exclusive, very realistic, specific pick happen, Bubs. It's been a long time for us. It, it has, and you are you're the man. You're the man who did it. I thought Becky was you the put... man. <laughs> yeah, you think? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean that. Uh, no, you did I, I did, probably. It's Thank subconscious. It's subconscious. But... Bubs, I love. You want to go to camps? I stop. I love the rumble because <laughs> there's a couple big things that happen I like that, I, that I want to talk about. Um, <laughs> first and foremost, um, and okay. we'll talk about this at the end. Actually, I'm going to save it for the end. We'll talk about Edge later. That's the big pop. But AJ Styles gets hurt. Yes. AJ Styles getting hurt. Roman Reigns being once again eliminated last in the rumble. That's what, like three years in a row? Something I, like that? It, I think it is three in a row and four total, I believe. Yes, but, because he was last eliminated in 16. And 17 and for Shinsuke. Triple H. Yeah. Yes. And, and not last year, because Braun was last year. So I think it's, it's three. Anyway, it, he did it again. So a couple big things happened. Uh, what we kind of expected in... in Semi wanted to see was an Edge return. Edge is now on a three-year contract with WWE, Bubs. He's he's supposed to appear at three matches yeah. total. He's making $3 million a year. So three matches a year Good pretty much put, puts him at WrestleMania. It puts him at the SummerSlam and possibly yes. something else in between. Maybe the Rumble, maybe Survivor Series, maybe a Saudi Arabia thing for money. We don't know. But he's under contract now for three years. So it gives us more potential of Edge, and I fucking That's love sweet, it. Bro. That sweet, sweet Brock contract, Bubs. Yeah, that... and and Edge doesn't. The beauty of of Edge is that he doesn't have to be in a match because he was such a tremendous entertainer. Yeah, his his promos, his uh, antics when he was a heel. Yeah, uh, a lot of his backstage stuff um, when he went and slapped around Cena's dad <laughs> at Cena's <laughs> house. Um, he doesn't have to wrestle in matches. And that's the difference between him and Brock is that Brock doesn't do any talking. Brock is just someone who is there. He just stands there and Paul Heyman does all the talking for him. Yeah, Edge can show up each and every week and do all the talking for himself. He can get beat up by Randy Orton. Yes. That doesn't count as a match, but beat up. Wow, he's there. An understatement. Well, we'll get a, a little bit into that. That was shocking, yeah. to say the least. But I think this is great for Edge. It's great for the WWE. And it's great for us, the fans, to see someone that we beloved uh, come back and make another run of it. He's going to be a face for a while, mm -hmm. obviously. But his inevitable heel turn is oh, going to be great. Should be great. I can't wait. Man. Christian, Christian will come back or try to make a comeback and he will just put him away and that's how he turns you we, we will see an edge and christian tag team that's almost a guarantee i'm okay for that they should use that for some type of not i don't want to say putting over a younger team they could also use it for a new so or a new day type of glory match or They'll something use it to, just like when Shawn michaels came back and triple h said let's reform dx and then triple h turns on which you Sean Mike. Okay, I thought you meant. I thought you meant, I thought you meant at Saudi Arabia where they face Kane and Undertaker. No. I'm talking 2002 when Sean made his okay legit comeback. Good. 
and Edge is looking great, right? Oh, he is. Tremendous I'm, shape. I'm all about it. I'm 100% in on this. And what we had been banking on because of the, you know, the storyline over the last month was yeah. the guarantee of Orton versus AJ Styles at WrestleMania, which all of us wanted. But now, with we don't know the extent of the AJ injury just quite yet, but he should be back for Mania, but the storyline can't really progress from there. Is now we're going to get probably Edge versus Randy Orton, bubs, rated RKO one-on-one. And I fucking love it. I know you love it. Randy Orton is Randy Orton's the heel goat for a minute. Can we? He's the heel goat. Can we? I mean, we. That dude is a. He's a treasure that we don't deserve. Yeah. He. I'll say that. I want. Can you say your line about him, please? That you've said seven times. Can you give him a the grade for me, please? Okay. So. On a scale of F to A, A plus, as a face, Randy Orton's about a C plus. At at best, a B minus. But when it comes to being a heel, Randy Orton is an A plus plus. There is no better pure, vengeful, hateful, sadistic heel than Randy Orton. You, you use my word, sadistic bubs, because. At the end of the Rumble, when it's closing down, right, they're they're teaming up with each other. But Randy's kind of behind Edge, right? And he acts yes. like he's going to maybe RKO him out of nowhere. And, you know, you can never trust the snake that he is. But the, no. the, the next night, we saw them come out. And, you know, Edge is giving his great speech, by the way. Fucking loved it. Very real. Yeah, Edge is so good, Bob. Very real. He is underrated as a talker. Yeah. That might be his best asset. And then Orton comes out and he gives his spe- his speech and they talk about he says you know reforming rated RKO right and the crowd just like me just pops big pop big pop. big pop and then at the turn of a dime with at that point nobody expecting it because we're gonna get something that we want Randy does what Randy always does which yes. is come out of nowhere like a snake from behind doing what he does a viper bubs and he RKO's him and I oh I it's... know I'm. I've never I'm a lot of people they don't give him enough respect as a guy who really is one of the best heels of his generation and he's really in that conversation in the all time. Oh, he is the best heel of this generation. He yeah. he is on the Mount Rushmore of heels. And now like, if if this is gonna lead to a long term story of, you know, two plus months, two full months of a build between these two and possibly a match or two in between for WrestleMania where it goes on Above the mid card type, you know, match seven or eight or nine on the twelve on the twelve match card. Um, Fifteen match card. I'm I'm all about it. I know you're all about That's it. Flavor. And it's it's going to be great. And Edge being back is amazing. And I'm looking forward to it. You know, Bubs. When we talk about WrestleMania and how it's like 32 matches deep uh, lately, and it's about 12 hours. In a day? Yep. I don't like it at all. I know. When I'm at home watching it. Yep. But being there, I kind of want all the matches in the world. Yeah. And having two legends and a legend killer. Uh, and legend killer Orton. <laughs> oh, what if he wins? Oh. What if he re-retires Edge? What if he does? <laughs> I can't wait. You're, you're conflicted. For that you know you're conflicted. I'm not conflicted. Okay. I 
feel I'm like you not are. conflicted at all. I all want right. this match. Okay. And what would I have to be conflicted about? What Randy Orton did Ed- to Edge works amazing. Television. Bubs Edge is on your top three of all time. He is. And, He's number two. And I know you want him to win at Mania. I hate when my guys lose. I so know. So being if, a Randy, if being if, a Shawn Michaels fan was he very tough. Lost. He lost. <laughs> he lost a lot. He couldn't win. <laughs> but if if we're getting never full, could never win the full reincarnation of Legend Killer Orton. That's amazing. If that's if that's the route we're going down, I'm all about it. Because that was underappreciated 14 years ago or whenever the hell it was. And I want it back. I, I, I appreciate the hell out of it. And and honestly, I don't even care if he's back the legend killer or not. Just having uh, Edge and Randy Orton together yep. in the ring yep. is going to be tremendous. I'm all about it. So, Bubs, aside from the obvious stuff that kind of okay. t- took place, you know, the, the injury, like I mentioned, to Styles, the big pop return for Edge, which was huge, by the way. We're going to rem- remember that forever. Is there anything else that stuck out at the Rumble for you that you kind of remember offhand that, that might kind of mean something going forward? Um... I mean, who had who had the best showing at the Rumble, in your opinion? Other than the man who won it right. and the man who dominated the beginning part. I would say, and this is a bit biased of me, but the reaction and what Keith Lee did in the ring for... He was only in the ring for probably three minutes. But yes. the way they positioned him to go up against Brock, and then he got Braun Strowman... After that, did a lot for did a lot for the guy. So the obvious answer is Drew McIntyre because he was in the ring. I think the the longest of anybody, for sure. Him and probably Edge. Edge got a long run as well, and Roman did too. But everyone else kind of played a very mediocre part in this compared to the the big ones. And Orton played a little part. But if there's anything I remember, it's it's Keith Lee. They just put the North American title on him. They put him in number thirteen. Yes. It was before halfway maybe 12, 12 or whatever. He came in and got those face-ups that we kind of wanted to see. Obviously, Braun Strowman, that, that one has potential going forward, not so much Keith Lee and Brock Lesnar. But well, I mean, I that's my takeaway. Would be I could Keith see Lee. Keith Lee and Brock Lesnar having a hell of a match against each other. I mean, Brock Lesnar loves guys that he can... He, he, He's had some really good matches with big guys like yeah. Braun Strowman. He's had good matches with, um, but a guy like Keith Lee that can match him in strength, but can also bump around for him. And do that's that's like that's like yeah, that's like Brock's wet dream right there. Because yeah. Brock yeah. loves going up against the smaller guys that he can kind of toss around. He can sell for him a little bit, and you know have hope spots. Yeah. And then but I don't know. I think that there's a ton of potential there for a tremendous match. Cuz that's just how good Keith Lee is. Yes. 100%. 
aside from a couple of those names, though, like, you know, five to six, maybe seven people, everyone else played a very mediocre role, even at the end. Kevin Owens didn't have a major role in Samoa Joe. Alistair Black did very little. Seth Rollins just did, you know, additions of his shit with Akam and Razar. So, but I think Alistair Black's someone going forward that we can we can kind of peg as a rising star. Oh, he's in the he's in the top notch for sure. It's just we don't know. I think he's who he's someone go that up against. Come elimination chamber time, he can make ah, a big run. You motherfucker. Yes. Okay. That's well. I mean that that is our next topic of conversation. If you want to discuss it now, Bubs is. I do. I do because I think there's two people for sure that can make a run in what we think is going to be the elimination chamber match. Okay, so I mean, um, a month from now, pending some time in between the Saudi Arabia show, Super Showdown, we have the elimination chamber, bubs. And traditionally, it has been the match to determine number one contender. So this year, it's 100% going to be number one contender for Bray Wyatt. And a great match between he and Daniel Bryan. Such chemistry. Oh, you, so I know. Let's, we can they, talk about the chemistry if you want a little bit before we get into yes, the chamber I, potential. I would love to discuss how I would not be upset if Bray Wyatt and Daniel Bryan spend the next year, year and a half, just wrestling each other exclusively because they date back so many years already they do early uh, some of, family. Well, some of Wyatt's best matches in fact his best matches have come against Daniel Bryan something about Daniel Bryan can just pull the best out of Bray Wyatt which others have not been able to Right. other top, top guys haven't been able to uh, get the best out of Bray Wyatt like Daniel Bryan has yeah you know so I think for Bray's sake, he could be it, it, he'd be well to kind of wrestle with Daniel Bryan, like have an extended uh, program with him, so that way he can continue to develop his main event uh, level wrestling. Okay. They they date back so far that it seems like. They just get better with age, kind of thing, because Bray's getting better as a performer. Daniel's been great for you know more, much more than a decade now, and if he's yes. if he's pulling out the best in in Bray, who's not a young buck anymore by any means, then I think no. it it goes to show how Bray's kind of letting his character advance, but also letting his in ring experience advance as well. And you have to work with guys like Daniel Bryan, like AJ Styles, like even some of these younger guys that have similar kind of ring presence and ring abilities and stuff like that to get better in the ring because we've seen well, some Seth very about that, but... ah well okay <laughs> we've seen some, we've seen some disappointing stuff from the fiend character as far as matches especially seth rollins yeah. and even before bray was the fiend because he's a guy who's going to need a specific type of counter you know, in in the matchup that he has, just based on how how he is without character, as far as you know, just as in what's weird about Bray is that he has a bruising style of wrestling, mm-hmm. yet he doesn't have the size, really, or the overwhelming of strength either, right? Because he's not tall. So, no, it's not. A, it's a weird mix of his. Yeah. 
which I don't mind. It, it makes him. It's not very technical regard. either. No, it's it's not. It's very it's very unique, which is why I think they've kind of forced more character over ring work because they kind of do have to hide a little bit of of those. They're not liabilities anymore because he's not trash, but you know, no. the fiend character has become so much more prominent than anything Bray could do in the ring, and that's why the fiend has been so successful so far. So now right. we have to look forward to. I mean, he's going to defend at WrestleMania. I think we're all on board with that. But yes. now, it which is why out. I don't think that the Elimination Chamber is going to host a WWE or Universal Championship. No, Not it's going to host the number one contender for yeah. the Universal Championship. Absolutely, that's really what it'll um, be. When we might see a the Intercontinental Title thing happen there, Braun is supposed to. They've done that Shinsuke. before. Shinsuke should lose the title before Mania, kind of thing. So. I mean, or they might do it for the U.S. title, you know, with... Yeah, that should become... Uh, I don't know if they're going to make it... Out of Andrade. Right, Andrade is suspended for I 30 days. I think they're keeping it, from what I've seen, they're keeping it yeah. on him. Paul Heyman's very high on Andrade, and it's his decision to keep the belt yeah. on him. These 30-day these kind of first violation things have really been a slap on the wrist. Bobby Roode did his, you know, a few weeks ago... And if they're going to keep silicone, if they're going to keep the title on Andrade, then that really means that this is n- really no big deal, kind of thing. And he's amazing. So if if they want to continue forward with this, that's that's fine. I'm okay it's, with that. Yeah. It's really what it comes down to is the number one contendership for Bray's title, which is going to be a SmackDown thing. So do all the guys have to come from SmackDown? Even though we seem to be blending a lot now lately, are all those uh, well, elimination chambers? That's going to start to die down now that these kind of co... Like these, like the Royal Rumble is an every man for himself, every brand for itself kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So having some of the bleed in makes sense. Now we're going to start seeing that go away. So I do think it's going to be mostly SmackDown Smackdown guys. people, right. And that right. makes a lot of sense with the top guys that they have on SmackDown right now, and the only outlier to that is... You want want to run down the list a little bit? Of of the top guys in SmackDown? Yeah. Yeah, We we have to come up with six guys who are going to be in the Elimination Chamber for number one contender. Okay. You've got Roman Reigns. Yep. Corbin. Corbin. Um, Ziggler is a guy. I don't think he's a top guy, but he's, he's a guy that gets thrown into those kind of matches. Okay. There's, uh, let's see, who else is on? Because um, there's been so so much change lately that there has there there's Miz, I lose track. Miz and Braun Miz Strowman, and, and uh, Morrison's now. Yeah, Morrison could be a real player. Um, I'm I kind of want to start to believe in Big E as a as a somebody who deserves a spot like this, and then Shinsuke. But I mean, we don't know the Intercontinental Title picture yet, so it's hard to debate on the Shinsuke Braun Strowman kind of thing right now. But, yes, um, it's definitely Corbin Roman. I would think Miz and or um, Strowman, and then if you want to talk about um, John Morrison, maybe an Elias. That kind of rounds out your your top guys just on SmackDown. Right. So if we're coming up with is the that top, an exciting the chamber six, match to you? It's. I mean, not as we Bubs. Or I, do they? Do they possibly bring people over from Raw to be like, hey, it's a big opportunity. 
it is. for you to challenge for a title. That's how they they kind of pitch it to you know the audience is someone like Alistair Black. It's like you know he couldn't pass up an opportunity to yeah. challenge for gold. You know to to show his greatness. So that's a believable thing. If they do that, then that opens the door for. I mean, you got three big guys right there. You got Rollins, Owens, and Samoa Joe right away. But now Samoa Joe possibly on the injured list again. So we don't know, but that adds three more big names. Wow. And then... He's old, Pups. I know. Trying to put him to pasture. If they do, that gives us the potential for Ricochet, who everyone's all about, and then AJ Styles, of course, depending injury. So there's a lot of shit up in the air if we're talking about brand transitions for the Elimination Chamber match for the Universal title. Which is... I don't think they're doing that. No. And and I also don't think they're going to do Roman Reigns versus The Fiend at WrestleMania. I don't know who they... I mean, Daniel Bryan, obviously, is right. a top choice. Um, <clears throat> but I would love to see someone like Aleister Black move over to SmackDown and make a run at the title. Not necessarily win it, yeah, but make a run for it. We talked about, as did the rest of the fucking internet months ago, of the potential of Bray versus Aleister Black as a, as a long-term yes. feud and possibly they, Black let going... Let in and the... Yeah, that, that whole for an opponent. knocking on the door situation was kind of perfect. So if they can turn that into something long-term, I don't think that's this WrestleMania by any means, but if they can use that to definitely force Aleister Black out of where he's at right now, which is kind of in that middle ground to the you know, he's a definite, certain, top-of-the-card kind of guy. A way to do that is Bray Wyatt without the title, though. Oh, yes. And that's the thing with Bray Wyatt is that we've always, we've long said that he's not someone who needs a title. Yeah. To make him work. Um, but yeah, I'd be very curious to see where they go from here with Aleister Black. But Bubs... You know, now that we've talked ad nauseum about uh, the WWE and the Royal Rumble and mm. what we think is coming up next, um, there's a topic that you brought up while we were preparing for the show about uh, me and my standing on another That's, okay. uh, had, promotion. So why don't, me, why don't you... You had me lost for a minute. So yeah, I wasn't sure what the fuck you were talking about. But... Um, yeah, we we were been, there with me when we were preparing. For I this. know I didn't know exactly where you were going, so we we've continued to gloss there over were a this. Lot of topics that we <laughs> <laughs> there were a lot of shit we said too that can't be recorded. That's but, true. Um, <laughs> so we, true. We continuously gloss over, not intentionally, but because it's nothing's really as we say moving the needle, and that what? is all elite wrestling. So every week they're beating NXT in the numbers. That that happens. Right. It's it's been happening because there is a strong following, and I even tune in more than occasionally to see what they're doing. But and I'm at, happy for you. At the end of February, it. they're going to be in. I'm sure it's in Chicago. I don't know, but AEW Revolution is happening, bubs. Their pay per view. The only match right now that's on the card for sure is Jericho's title versus John Moxley. So I want to know because you can. He's wearing an eye patch, and I would love to know why he's he's wearing. I that. must have missed right. it. You did and miss the right. many weeks that I have skipped. Okay. So I'm watching Rhea Ripley and Kevin Lee, Keith Lee, not Keith Kevin Lee. Lee. He called him Kevin. I'm thinking okay. of. He's 
I'm thinking there's an MMA, there's a UFC fighter, Kevin Lee. I'm mixing up my combat sports. Okay. Yeah. So, the yeah, I, thank you for saying that. The uh, <laughs> I want to bring it up again because it's um it's been something we talked about occasionally here and there, and I want to know why is AEW not moving your radar, Bubs? <sighs> I, I for the most part, it's the fans. Really? That's a shitty answer. No, well, I said... Hold on, that's one. That's one reason. Okay. Because it's hard to enjoy a product that you're constantly told it's the greatest wrestling show that has ever been produced, and then you watch it, and you're left highly disappointed because you're expecting the best wrestling show that's ever been produced. And I've watched a lot of wrestling in my life. I've watched some pretty damn good shows. AEW is not that. So that's one reason okay. why it doesn't move the needle for me. Two, there's not enough established stars, not enough storyline to get me invested. I don't really understand what's going on with the whole Dark Order thing. And, and from what I'm seeing, a lot of people aren't really understanding what's going on. And, and you've got the Inner Circle, which is you know the big kind of heel faction or you know other heel faction so you've got two big heel factions going on and really nothing face related to combat it except a gray area john moxley who's wearing a freaking eye patch he is in the gray too that's for sure yeah i still need to know what that's about but it's it's the lack of character development and the lack of compelling storytelling. We talked about the when, they, when they first launched Dynamite and how and going up against NXT was going to be a big deal, and it, and it has proven to be good TV. That, like because I said, the other show on Wednesdays is the far better show. What? Which is? What's the better show? The other show on Wednesdays. NXT. NXT. Yes. Right, and this is where the fans of even the fans that say that they're in the middle and they watch both are going to say that well maybe AEW is a little bit better because they offer you something significantly different, which is heavy heavy heel storyline driven stuff with Cody Rhodes playing the obvious face and Moxley playing in the middle and Omega just putting because on that's matches. what we all want. We all want Cody Rhodes to be the top oh, face I, I, AEW. I don't I don't think anybody's saying that. Exactly. Necessarily. But Once again, bring my point. AW. And why can't Kenny Omega be the top face? Why can't he be the one going up against the inner circle? I'm wondering why that's not the case because that seems to me like it, it's that's the, what I want. It seems like that's Have the that surefire bet. Isn't it? Doesn't that seem like that's the safe way to go? Like, you know, boost him up as the top face have him going up against Jericho, put the belt on the guy even. I'd and be say, all over it. And say, this is what we're going to go forward with. And he was able to but defeat the heel faction of the inner It is nepotism. It's, it's nepotism yeah. at that point. What, what then, the, then the young bucks are going to be right by his side, you know, helping him fight. Well, fuck, it worked in New and Japan, him, didn't it? And him so, and him and Cody are, are embracing each other after he beats. It's like, come on. There's, that's what the, there's, 
There's there's it's good WCW stuff. All there's, it is. I don't want to say that, but there is good stuff that the elite has done, especially in the you know in Japan two plus years ago, that they yeah, can fold over in a way and transform it a little bit and now make Jericho basically the opposite of that and continue to drive it home. It's just I don't know when or why they're waiting to pull the trigger on Omega as the top guy in in their industry, in their industry, in their company, because he's the best wrestler they have. Yes. He, he is. There's no doubt about that. And it's been pr- and we agree that he that Okada was kind of the reason that he was so great, well, and that's true yes, too. But Omega has put on tremendous matches with others that yes. aren't named Kazuchika Okada. Right, and they're not necessarily five-star, but ain't nobody on AEW putting on five-star shit aside from potentially Omega. So... It seems like we need to kind of get away from the heavy storyline. This is a strong stable that we're pushing with the inner circle. Let's go something a little bit different just to see the reaction. And maybe that even boosts their numbers even higher. Because, yeah, they're winning every week if that's what they care about. But what are these pay-per-view draws going to be at the end of February? That's going to be... Are they going to be strong for Revolution? I would I be know. very interested. Can Moxley I would be draw? very interested to see that. Um, no. He hasn't before. And he's not going right. to. Historically, now. he has not drawn. So this, if this is one of those cases where they're feeling this out as maybe a numbers game, Jericho versus Moxley to see how well it does. I mean, fuck, maybe, maybe they change the storyline up and they a lot of people get behind it and the buys are great. But I don't think that's because you're that invested I in think, John Moxley that you would buy. The I paper think paper. Jericho Omega would draw way better. Right. By the summertime, if that's not what they're doing, I'll be curious to see why the fuck not. Because it seems like that that's a question. At that point, is Omega answered. going to retire soon? Is that what's going to happen? And is he's it? just going to ride off into the sunset? Okay, and just literally be a backstage guy? Because I don't want that. Because it, we're at the point where now where we need the question answered, why isn't Omega in the top scene instead of some of these other guys, right? Because Hangman Page didn't work. Moxley as a champion isn't going to work because we've seen that historically. So, mm-hmm. what does work? I don't know because you certainly can't say Omega worked as champion for New Japan because it fucking didn't. So, maybe he works in it AEW, maybe he doesn't. But I don't think the answer is just to go to Cody Rhodes. I hope they don't just go to Cody Rhodes as a default after this and say, "All right, well, none of this worked. Let's try Cody out." Cuz Cody will work as a face. It just seems like we need to. I'd be more entertained by somebody. He's a better natural heel, though. He is, and I'd much rather him be a heel. But so does he win the title and then turn heel, and then he creates his own heel faction. That that makes a lot of sense to me. But right now we can't have that because he's doing very well as a face on TV and all the stories that they're doing with him. Because it's so hard to hate the guy in real life because of what he's done in his wrestling career. I don't want to boo him. I like. Yeah, it's hard. So he, he's so he's, he must almost remain gray, and we have to almost forget about him because I, I, I really don't want to see him as champion because he's not a great match. It's, it's not no. outside. He never has been. Him and, him and Dustin did one because that was meant to be when he and Dustin went yeah. at it. That was, that was good, right? But that's one off. That's something that should have happened years ago. Yeah. That they've wanted to happen years ago when Dusty was still around. But for whatever reason, WWE never pulled the trigger on it yeah. properly. So right so. now, until until they can really build up, like, the bastard pack for me to believe as a, as a champ, which I want to believe, until they can do 
all of that, and even maybe Luchasaurus once he loses gimmick, like I, I gotta believe that it's got to be like Kenny Omega. It's got. I don't I've think. Had, well, I do. Not as champion though. I don't think. But not as. I don't. At, I don't see him as a champion. No. Right. Or Jungle Boy for that they'd, matter. They'd have to do something different. So if the answer is Omega as the only viable option, I think we need to get there sooner than later because it will draw in maybe more of that New Japan crowd that's been sitting there just twiddling their thumbs because they don't really care about Jericho or Moxley. But right. there's potential there, and I think they need to explore that sooner than later. I don't think Jericho is as big of a commodity as they expected him to be, okay. personally. I, Of course, he, he is their biggest draw. He is. But no doubt about I don't think he's as big of a draw as they expected him to be. Because I think if Jericho's not at the top, they're pulling the same numbers that they are pulling now. Okay. But... I guess we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. But it, it is curious to me Just how like you, you have Everyone's going to have to wait and see. You, you've been very anti-WWE, as you said you would be, way back when they were a t-shirt company. You, oh, what did I say? AEW. You said, <laughs> w, you said WWE. I, did. I am I was, not anti I was looking at a web page. I'm sorry. You've been anti-AEW since when before they were a t-shirt company, and you yes, said I you were, were going to be anti them but to improve their case. No. I also yes, but I also said I I want to like them. I want to fall in love with them, right? Because I was a WCW kid. I didn't watch the WWF as a kid. I was a WCW kid. So this smells right. to you like WCW that hard that you thought this was going to be yes. like 2.0. It still feels like 2.0. It kind of does, right? Yeah. Well, and, and part of it is because it's just the opposite of WWE. Like just being that gives it the feel yeah. of, of WCW. Kind of like the dark arena and the... I don't know, it just it just screams. Well, even Tony Schiavone yeah. makes me think that it's fucking... They need a whole new announce crew, but... <laughs> no, honestly, if they just replaced JR with Taz, I think they'd be great. Excalibur's good. Oh, Schiavone is still fine. Yeah, it's J- Jr. Is, isn't what he used to be, and I hate it. Yeah. I'm not gonna ever say a bad word about the man, but it's time to do something. It's like else. watching Dirk in his last few years oh, with the mat, where he just shot threes and hobbled up the floor. Yeah, okay. You just want him to retire oh. right off into the sunset and name a road after him. Absolutely, I drove on it when I was driving to your house. Yes, ah, I love it. Damn it! I'm going to move to N- Nowitzki Way. You can't live there, uh, Bubs. It's nothing but office complexes you can't live i'm gonna there. buy it i'm gonna lease an office gonna space, lease space. Just live there. you fucking idiot i love it yes well bubs it has been a real pleasure talking oh, about yes. the royal rumble talking about the bill to wrestlemania talking about elimination chamber and then aew and it'll be a real blast when we get to do this again next time and Bubs, I want to thank you for joining me. I want to thank everyone listening for joining us on this tremendous journey on our road to WrestleMania. And I want to thank you for listening. Thank you for being with us because together we're going to make wrestling great again. See you next time. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? 
Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. And we do want to thank the guys from Powerslam TV for supporting the show. And we want to pass on to you guys, our listeners, the ability to go check out Powerslam TV and all of the content that they have on there. You heard well over 4,000 hours. It's very true with a lot of different promotions from all around the world, a lot of good stuff, a lot of classic stuff that goes back even years, decades really at this point. So go to powerslam.tv, sign up, use our code collar elbow free. That's collar elbow free. Use that. You're going to get a free month on that code. There's no hassles there. It's not, it's not a gimmick that they're pulling over on anybody. You can cancel that at any time. Check it out. Hopefully you'll like it. I've liked it. I'm supporting it. I recommend it. Go check it out.